and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. How are you guys doing on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning? This is really nice outside. I turned my AC on for the first time. because Oh, yeah. Baby. I think I might need to do that soon. Oh, bless your hearts. It got really hot yesterday. It did. Um, so we were looking for uh, background playground equipment for the kids because, you know, all the parks are going to be probably closed all summer. Obviously, everyone's doing that because they're sold out everywhere. So we settled on a trampoline. Wait, they're sold out of playground equipment? Yeah. Like background, backyard playground equipment. It's like hard the big to find. plastic stuff. Why? Um, because everyone's buying them. Because you have to make your own playgrounds these days. You can't like, go to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. When um, I was a kid, we made our own playgrounds. So uh, we bought a trampoline. That's cool. So you hate your children. You want them to die. Well, that's the thing is I have always been anti-trampoline. How? Like, I, because I don't really know why. I think that maybe when I was growing up, like friends who had trampolines, I was really jealous of. And I was like, uh, trampolines are stupid. I don't like yeah, trampolines. Yeah. They're don't, you dumb. You get hurt. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're the guy standing off to the side like, no, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, when I was shopping, uh, one of the trampolines um, – it's like, don't buy this trampoline. And it showed a picture of like a metal rod skewered through the middle of the trampoline. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like one of the legs came loose and then tilted. And then the trampoline, when you jumped on it, like it tore through the trampoline fabric. And like this, this fucking spike came through. That's insane. crazy. It's like a final destination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the point is um, today is probably going to be spent trying to assemble that trampoline. Because you bought the broken one with the spike going through the Yes, middle. I did. Yeah. yeah. Then you have to weld all the joints together to make yes, sure you don't kill your kids. <laughs> uh, you guys got any plans for uh, the Memorial Day weekend? No, but you got me thinking. This is, no, never mind. Forget I just said anything. I was going to start a subject and I realized it's dumb. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't nice you save, say, nice it, say it in like three words and then we'll move on? Uh, wait, I need to, hmm, it's, it's a real complicated subject. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, three words, really? Do I gotta do three? Uh, fine. Just, just, just do one produce. sentence. One sentence. Yeah. Uh, weird things you can't find right now. Okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. not great. That's, not great. That's, uh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's something that's relatable. Because, yeah, but... It's relatable, <laughs> my, but everybody has that story. I know, but my example is flour. And it's like... You couldn't okay. find flour? Uh, you cannot find wheat flour anywhere. And, or yeast anywhere. It's okay, crazy. so wheat flour, yes, that's true. We found, um, like, there's all-purpose flour, all this stuff. We were I thought we weren't going to talk about this. No, but I, I'm relating <laughs> I to I mean, it, it got now. us going, man. We're fucking riled up now. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny, uh, down here in Austin, there's, I think, like, I think it's a class divide in the city because you go to this one target. Flour? No, no, I'm talking about availability. You go to this oh. one Target, and their shelves are empty. They've been empty since February. And you go anywhere else that we shop, which is usually like a little bit more high end, and everything's oh. stocked. And so it's just it's interesting to see that you know only a few miles apart, this huge disparity in availability. Food doesn't I mean, for look, real people. Target's high end for me, so I don't know where you're shopping. <laughs> I shop at Target all the time, but like the the local grocery chain, yeah. Ends up having way more in stock than uh, than Target does. So so we switch between Jewel and uh, Meyer. Mar- no, Mariano's. Oh yeah, and Let I think that Mariano's. I, I miss that. I think that averages out to about a Target. 
I think it does. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and I have noticed that Jewel, uh, their their meat section is a disaster. <laughs> I still get Beyond Meat burgers from there. I can't have, find them. That's what. That's actually what I was getting at. Is like I can't find any like Beyond Meat products. Are you? I, they'd moved them. Maybe that's the issue. Moved them. Yeah, they're huge. They're like this really is well this is horrible. This is a horrible <laughs> podcast. What are we doing? We're talking about our local grocery store and where the Beyond See, this the is, Meat products. This are. is why I didn't even bother to mention the name of mine. You're the one who. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, last Danish. Night, I played Iron Man VR on PlayStation VR. Tell us oh. about it. And it's so cool. Like It's so good. It makes me frustrated that it's on PSVR because the controllers suck, you know. And, um, and you know, there's some, like, graphical stuff. And it's, like, it's, like, almost amazing. It's, it's right there. You know what I mean? Like, if it was on PC or if even Quest, the freedom of the Quest and the controllers... It'd be so fucking cool, but I I really like what's there. So, the coolest thing about it is like the motion, the movement, the flying is really well done. It's basically like the opposite of Lone Echo. So in Lone Echo, you like push yourself off in zero g, but then when you're floating, you can point your arms forward and kind of like use little jet thrusters. Yeah, and, like, you got like little like, yourself. packs on your wrists or whatever. That now imagine if that they were projecting in the opposite direction and you have to hold them behind you. And yeah. so that's so, what it yeah, is. Yeah, like Iron the, the, Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Iron Man. And so you're actually doing the Iron Man pose where your palms are out and your uh, f- uh, your arms are like stiff by your sides, kind of pointed back. And it feels so fucking cool. Um, you're, you were saying that it's a, it, you're disappointed that it's on PlayStation. But yeah. I was watching a trailer for it and it made me realize that I I kind of took for granted having an external camera, though. Um, like right. I, I love the inside out, um, like all in one solution of the quest. Yeah. But when I was watching the, uh, this little like trailer, they showed that in order to go forward, you basically put your hands all the way down by your sides yeah, and that's what point I'm saying, them yeah. backwards. Which and probably I was like, that would, that would yeah, never work. The on Oculus the quest stuff it, has yeah. problems with that. Yeah. You can't see that. So it, I guess it does have that going for that's it. That's true. That's true. Well, the, the, the other thing that made me really wish I had the, um, actually I didn't, I haven't even used them, so I don't know, but the Vive controllers where they strap onto your palms. Um, I wish an Iron Man game used those because so many times your avatar is like... It's got their spl- fingers out. Sp- yes, fingers out, splaying, like doing blasts with from the palm. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I'm doing that, I'm like You're kind so- of doing it, but I'm curling my thumb around the controller right. so I can hold on to it. Well, VR so tips. Matt, but- yeah. yeah. I was, was going to say, to- you <laughs> bought a really nice grip and I ended up buying the same one. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's awesome. It's a it's so it's like a it's basically like a, a rubberized grip that fits around the handle of your quest uh, hand trackers, and mm-hmm. then it has a little strap that goes around the outside of your hand, so you don't have to hold on to it for the, I guess for that exact reason. Um, yeah. So they're really good. Mine, my one of my straps started falling apart, and I think the grippy strip that's inside might be latex because my skin was reacting to it really bad. <laughs> so I'm having, I mean, we were talking before we started recording. I'm having a lot of VR trouble. Yeah, right Jeff's now. body doesn't work for VR. <laughs> and I want it to. No, so I ended up getting rid of those straps, but I still have the, the rubber sleeves. And I think those are great just in and of themselves. I mean, yeah, those are nice just because uh, they, they, at least on the quest, I don't know if, if yours has this problem, but uh, 
the the grips on the quest the the battery cover is held on by like a magnet or something and it's not no it's the same exact controller okay yeah and, and i would it, i would slip that off by accident every once in a while when i was getting fucking crazy when i was playing pistol whip <laughs> yeah. um and this solves that problem completely as well the only thing that yeah. sucks is when i have to change the battery it's like a whole ordeal to take that thing off so a little bit of product placement here i ended up buying end loop batteries the rechargeable kind and i didn't mean um, to get those i have had so regular like rayovac or duracell or whatever the fuck those batteries last me two to three long sessions sometimes these things i've had in there for a fucking month like so this is like a this is like a plug it into your wall yeah, and the the charger on the batteries in there. The, at least the one that I got has like individual like LEDs for each battery I've slotted in there, and it's like a composite slot, so you can put a double A or a triple A. My pack came with eight of each, and they're fucking great. It's like a sixty dollar buy in, maybe forty dollars, and then you're set. Well, and that was Jeff's product corner. Yeah, Jeff's yeah. product corner. Not Jeff, ba, 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 we're not sponsored ba, ba, by anybody, ba. but Jeff really oh, yeah. wants to be. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about real quick. Oh, actually, before that, I want to say a couple more things about Iron Man. Uh, they recreate the airplane scene from Iron Man Two, sort of like a different. The context is different, but um, you're you're on your private Stark jet, and it gets attacked by you know mysterious enemies or whatever, and you ju- and like your briefcase that holds the Iron Man suit you know flies out, and you jump out of the airplane. And you're flying in the air and you're holding your hands out and like your gauntlets are forming around your hands. It's so fucking cool. But it's, again, one of those things where it's like 99% there because right when you finally assemble your suit, like, fuck yeah, you're feeling awesome. It's like like a 10 second load screen. Oh my God. Um, But it's really fun. I... It's also like brings back a lot of things like going back to the PSVR from the Quest is like... The setup time, which I didn't think was that bad, but man, coming from the quest, it's like, how many fucking wires I got to plug in, you know? <laughs> um, so, but here's the thing. I think the game is cool enough that I actually will buy it and put up with the PSVR wires situation to play it because I, I think it's pretty cool. So, Danish, do you have an SSD in your PS4? No. Okay. I've, I've recently been playing more multiplayer games and noticed a huge discrepancy between my non-SSSD friends and myself. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Well, uh, if the PS5 is backwards compatible with VR like they say it is, then uh, maybe I'll just wait for that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so excited. I hope um, I can transfer PT over. That's like the one thing. Well, of course. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Because yeah, they, they say it. you'd be able to like... Um, I'm pretty sure they said at one point that you can migrate your hard drive over. But I'm so scared to lose PT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so scared to lose PT. I lost PT and I got it back. Yeah. I think so you, you may know have talked pain. about that ordeal on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Anyway. Um, the, before I move on, the w- last thing I want to say is, uh, is from episode 63, I made a mini pitch about uh, a movie game where you lay down like descriptors of a movie and you got to guess what movie it is. Well, I actually made it. Um, I made it in Tabletop Simulator and I uh, I even had a test round with Dan and it went pretty well. So uh, whenever you guys... Wait, what chance, game sh- is this? Because you've been talking about it and I've been pretending to remember, but I don't know. What <laughs> <is>. <laughs> it's the game where I put down action movie. You put down 
one location. I put down, you know, boss fight. And, like, we're describing a movie on the table with all these, like, cards. Just, like, characters and setting cards. And then we're kind of, like, going f- further and further and trying to think of a movie that satisfies all those descriptors. I see. We've got to do remember, that again. Do you, do you have a full deck of descriptors or do you have a small hand of descriptors? So here's the thing is that um, I ended up making about 125 cards that have different descriptors on it. The original pitch was you'd have a, a hand of like eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And then you'd lay them down and try to come think of a movie. So me and Dan played it that way and it was pretty limiting. It was difficult. And so then what we did is we changed the rules to where you have a grid of like nine on the table. Uh, and then every time you draw one, it gets replaced by one kind of like a store or something. And so that became a lot easier to, to formulate a movie. Um, and so we went that way. And then people can continue to add on to it from the table and stuff. So anyway, it's awesome. It works really well. I'm going to keep going with it. Um, I feel like since... It's out there. I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, it's a race to beat anyone else to make this game. Well, if it's so, on Workshop, people can download it, right? They cannot. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think that once it's polished a little bit more, I will release it on Tabletop Workshop. And I think that that'd be super fun. It'd be the first game we've talked about on this podcast that actually gets made in a sense and that people can actually play. So it's got to be fun. free, right? Yeah, it's free. Well, the tabletop simulator is not free. That's 20 bucks. No, no, I mean mean your thing. Yeah, my mod is free. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of mods. uh, So this, I think it's this week, maybe last week, maybe three weeks ago. I don't know. uh, Alex is fine. Half-Life Alex has finally been getting the the SDK shit um, so people can start making mods. And there's been a small trickle of mods coming out. And it makes me so happy because my whole video game background started with dumb mods have you guys been uh paying attention to any of that yeah i saw that the one that was released that i noticed was the um like wave shooter inside that kind of like garage area for yeah yeah the name is something like garage or whatever and i would say right now i think almost every mod is going to be kind of yeah a variation of that Mm -hmm. um i did see one that was kind of clever where it, it, it seemed to have the most work put into it as far as i could tell um where killing enemies would always drop some of the uh the upgrade material from alex um and then you could take that over to like a vending machine and buy upgrades and weapons and stuff and it wasn't like the uh it wasn't like the upgrade thing in half-life alex where it's like oh i want a new site or whatever and then Mm -hmm. you put in the what is that shit called do you remember the resin, uh, the resin, yeah, yeah. resin, resin. Um, and then it, you know it wants like thirty resin or whatever. It was it was more like an actual vending machine where you walk up to it and it's a box with like pictures of the things on them, mm-hmm. and you press like the pistol and it would dump a pistol out or there like ammo would That's dump cool. ammo. Yeah. So that was kind of fun, but like obviously everything's that I've seen is super early right now, but it still got me pretty excited to see where this starts going. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I want it to be basically because of um, we talked about this in the podcast, but Matt, your Doom level you made a few years ago, hell yeah, with, with the story. Like, I want to see shit like that where people make a silly story, you know, and uh, have it be like this kind of like linear story experience. That's yeah, completely. Really, you know. I want I want to start. See, I mean, because man, 
I I fucking wax poetic about this nonstop when it comes up, but like back in the day of Half Life Two, um, like the the heyday of mods at that time was like it's just like weird and awesome and cool stuff coming out pretty regularly. Um, and I know I know I've said all this before, but there's there's a website I'd go to and like modding back in those days was so popular. Like they would have the half-life mod of the week every single week and it like it wasn't like it, it wasn't like they were trying to find a mod every week there's like competition to be the mod of the week every single week like that's how many mods were coming out that's awesome and yeah, yeah. it's just like this this free stream of content and like it didn't have to be good it just had to be kind of unique and interesting and that stuff was just always coming out so i want to see this in like vr version yeah i mean the, that's uh, gr- kind the of garage what... one was multiplayer wasn't it i not that I I watched a oh, YouTube okay. video and we it's possible we're talking about two different things too. But uh, no, you know I think you're right. It wasn't, but I think the video I saw was saying that the next step for this thing would be to add multiplayer. Is that even possible with the SDK? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sh- man. I'm sure it is. Who knows? Like, yeah. I, I, it's it seems like Valve definitely had this in mind when they were releasing Alex and like. I don't think they would lock anything out, right? Like they 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 have to know people are going to want to do multiplayer stuff eventually. So that's what I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah, I feel like so today. I think Matt, what you're getting at is today we're going to be we should talk. We should make our own fucking half life. Yeah, we should pitch yeah, some half life mods. I mean, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna assume the multiplayer is part of it because I have a couple. I think it has uh, to multiplayer be. ideas. Well, like it can be my my. My thing is not necessarily, but it could be. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Nothing's off the table. I think we should just. Uh... Jeff, you said you had an idea. I think that's a good place to start. Danish, yeah. I don't think you've had as much time to think. So, I mean, I just want to say before we get started, though, that the idea of modding something like Half Life Alex, just like Half Life Two, is it's almost like a video game engine light, and. It makes me think of all the developers on Unity, especially, but also UE4, who are just constantly churning out small games. And I'm I wanted to ask you, especially Matt, how you think that modding Half Life Alex would be different from somebody just like making something from scratch, even like going all the way back to RPG Maker, which is was my jam in middle school. Um, like that's a because the landscape has changed. Yeah. for modding because now modding kind of moved into actual game development yeah because because especially with uh with stuff like unreal engine and stuff like you you download that engine and not only does it come with a shitload of like starter content that you can at least like block out your stuff and get something sort of okay looking like they also have integrations with uh like quixel and like mega scans and stuff where yeah that shit's insane yeah, you can just you can just I don't even I think it's like free, isn't it? Yeah, if like, you have an Epic account, you can use that to log into Quixel Megascans and download anything for free. Yeah, and it's just like these insanely high quality professional assets that you just have act like that was not the thing back when back when I was getting my start like modding stuff. Like we had to mm-hmm. make every single thing by hand or use Half Life assets. Right. It's um, worth pointing out that the uh, Unreal Five and inf- Unreal Five demo used like tons of those mega scans like that's how they kind of built up that whole you know area and if you go on on youtube you can you can find and i I, i'm a little iffy on how much i enjoy these videos but like 
um, th- there's always like how to build a forest in one hour. And it's like some guy just like slapping down assets and then like compiling it and everything looks fantastic because everything just looks that good straight out of the box. So mm-hmm. like, I don't like modding for Alex. I don't think there is any equivalent to that other than um, they do have like a, like a storefront for assets. I think I've, I've never really, I've never really ventured in there because I'm scared of it. You know, like, <laughs> like I feel like it's probably a lot of weird anime stuff, but uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, you, you have to, it's, it's like when you're wading into the ocean, it's really cold when you're just up to your knees. But once you get in, over your shoulders it starts to like be very comfortable and that's like that the anime, anime feels so good yeah that anime that. once that anime <laughs> just completely suffocates you it's so good it hurts so good um, but yeah but yeah it's I, it's, it's it, it, it is an interesting question on how much it's changed it's definitely i don't want to say it's less work because like games are also oh, more no. complicated now but like it at least it at least means somebody without like an art background can get a working prototype out pretty fucking fast that doesn't look like a prototype, if that makes any sense. You know, like you can put yeah. finished assets in and have something that looks like, like reasonable and not. Dude, I mean, I was making Doom mods when I was like twelve. You know, it's uh, when you're starting from a a game that already works. I just feel like you start with something dumb, like oh hey, like my gun now makes fart noises or whatever. You know, and then <laughs> it, like you move on from there and you like start making levels and. But since you're working from a foundation, it's easy to just inch forward a little bit at a time and add more more and more complicated things and still have it work. Yeah, it, it's almost like a, a kind of natural tutorial where you build up over time that yeah. library of skills. Anyway. Yeah, because at first you're like, like the way I started was making levels. And at first it's like, okay, I'm going to make a giant box with garbage in it. And then eventually <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I figure out how to spawn... Uh, like one of the half-life scientists in there. So I'm going to put like 60 of them in a room <laughs> yeah, exactly. and have, and half-life, always the same <laughs> half-life had that thing where uh, they would talk to each other and that was just automatic. So you would do that and you would run the game. There's just all these scientists just like, like constantly talking. Um, so like, and once you you just, you just build off, like you said, you just build off your own knowledge like that. It's sort of this like personalized tutorial that you've created. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome. I I you reminded me of a story from when I was first starting level design, and I wanted to start trying to figure out like scripted sequences, um, mm-hmm. which was like sort of the big thing when Half Life first came out was how well they, you know, the these like set pieces and scripted sequences. Like the the one that always comes to mind is when the 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 giant tentacle alien smashes through the window and grabs the scientist. Um, that was like a big deal back in back in the day. So uh, I wanted to I wanted to do something like that. And I ended up finding a website where they it was just full of like like modding tutorials and stuff, and they didn't have what I needed. So I emailed the guy, and my my question was, "Hey, I want to do like this sequence where uh, imagine like a skyscraper and it blows up and the whole thing like falls over and crumbles to the ground." And remember, this isn't an engine that like didn't have a, phys- <laughs> yeah. a physics engine at all. <laughs> and then I was like, I wanted to slam against the ground and open up a sewer pad, like just this oh insane fucking thing. And he wrote back and he was like, "Uh, that would be." He was he was like super nice about it. And I think you would probably tell that I was like young. This was like twenty years ago. Um, he was like, "Uh, that would be really complicated. I think you should start with something a little simpler." Yeah, that, I mean, my... So you were basically the the kid who wanted to make a Star Wars game and had the Star Wars Kickstarter from like a few years ago? <laughs> Dude, if Kickstarter was a thing back then, I would have gotten in trouble for sure. 
All right, so Jeff, do you have uh, an idea for a, a, an Alex mod? Yeah, and I, it's something I think we've hinted at before, um, but uh, get ready to have your minds blown. Hide and seek. Hide and seek is good. It's pretty good because uh, we've we've talked about like we've talked about how the simplest things can be super fun in VR. Mm-hmm. I don't and, know if we I talked mean, about it on the podcast, but when. Me, Matt, and Dan played Cloudlands, yes. the, the mini golf game. We would just play hide and seek in the lobby while we were yeah, you know, wait, waiting, waiting for people. somebody to join or whatever. And it was stupid. It fun. was so dumb. Because you and, know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about about Half Life Alex and the interactions that are fun. And the interactions, I mean, everything's fucking fun in that game. But interacting with the physics objects, with the the you know dynamic shit in each area, is a lot, a lot of fun. And you can pick up anything, you can throw anything, you can smash anything. So in my mind, I'm envisioning, you know, like 30 seconds, you know, you drop into the map, everyone's like scattering out and you can kind of in that very hide and seek way, you know, like you can put the trash can over your head or you can pile boxes around yourself. So you're kind of like, you know, enclosed in a corner space. This is and this is exactly where when you said hide and seek, putting stuff over my body yes. and like trying to stay like trying to stay like motionless inside of it is instantly sounds funny and stupid in the best way. Right. This is funny also physics. because this is pretty similar to my idea, but, but different, <laughs> but you keep, you keep going. I was going to say like, you know, the, the physics stuff is good as it is. And it is very good. Like it's not perfect. So Matt, what you were saying about staying still, like if you put, if you balanced a box on your, you know, like physics capsule component or whatever the fuck they're using, um, and you move a little bit, like it could get wedged in the wall and start vibrating. Kind of like, um, I think it was episode one, that pitch we had where you were the, the bug. Um, uh, like the, oh, the game, the, like oh, not a physical bug. 2000. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a game glitch. Yes, but yes. That's what we mean by bug. But like those kind of interactions. So like mitigating those, like staying well hidden. There's there's a lot of like tension there. But um, also like not just tension is like, uh, so, okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like, of a rapper for this. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be, I was, I'm thinking it would be fun if all of the people who are hiding are like children, just so they're smaller and like easier to, I was get even into thinking like head crabs. What's that? Oh, head I was crabs. Even thinking head crabs. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a good idea. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's real good. <laughs> that is really <laughs> good. I, but because I was, I was thinking like kids and then like whoever's speaking is like a ghost or something, but I like head crabs now. And that's also very doable, like to the point where I'm almost like, hey, maybe we fucking don't talk about this. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's because I was thinking about mods and I was thinking like, what would what would I want to to play? And the first thing was like, make real places and like go to the discovery tour where you can kind of like interact with everything. But that's kind of like, eh, this is a glorified virtual museum. Um, and then I was thinking about competitive shooters where like you we're still using those things, you know, like you were holding a box in front of you to block bullets while you shoot around it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this is just like the distilled version of that. No, this mind. is, this is fun. So like, what is, what is, uh, what, whoever is seeking, like, what are they? That's, that's, that's what I'm getting at next is like, are they just, just for the sake of having a stupid, I can't uh, remember his name. Excuse. That, that first, uh, that first alien you meet who, um, Oh, Vortigaat. <laughs> yeah. Vortigaat. Like, cause he eats them, right? <laughs> Oh, that's so good, Jeff. Oh man, yeah. That's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> okay, so it's it's a Vorigat like walking around trying to find 
head crabs. Um, I think there should be some sort of like like power back and forth where like head crabs have something they can do to help them out. And what if there was uh, NPCs that randomly would walk through and the head crabs can jump on their heads and then kind of travel to another <laughs> location? Oh yeah, and then they jump off and then hide again. And do Vortigons eat like head crab humans? I mean, I, I, well, I mean, a human is, a, a zombie is just a head crab, or a human with a head crab. Over yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Like, do, that's what I'm asking. Like, did that does that break the fiction if, like, well, the Vortigon you would just be able kill to, the zombie? Right, because you want to be able to walk past the Vortigon on somebody's body, is what you're thinking, right, Danish? Potentially. Like, use it like, as, like, a stealth move? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I don't know if that makes sense. Well, you know, in Half-Life Alex, they have... Head crabs. Oh, I mean, really, just across the board, head crabs that go in like the ceiling tiles, like the drop ceilings, and so in pipework yeah. and ducts and stuff like that. So you can still move around. Yeah. You'll make a little bit of noise, but like you could build in pathways to move across the level. Yeah, that's kind of basically what... Alien vs Predator, the, the first kinda... PC oh, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it'd be cool if, like, rather than riding on enemy heads, like. Like maybe uh, conveyor belts. <laughs> well, I was like, just like grabbing on, like jumping onto their backs, like hiding oh. on their backs, and like just trying to stay out of the view of the Vortigon. Uh, yeah, you Millennium Falcon it. Yeah, and I'm also like <laughs> nice. maybe the Vortigon's vision is not like human vision. Maybe he's got like some weird filter over it, so it's not super. No peripheral vision because they only have one eye, right? Oh, they yeah. do have only one eye. Yeah, so maybe it's, you it's just not have, even like, a really strong vignette. Yeah, strong vignette is what I was thinking, but, but yeah, not 3D. That'd be actually kind of that'd interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Because, okay, you guys ever do this at night where you're laying in bed and I'm maybe there's like. right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is family friendly. Um, <laughs> no, you're, you're laying at night and the reason it's at night is because there's contrast, right? Everything is in shadow, but maybe there's a doorway that's slightly illuminated and you hold your hand up to that doorway and you tilt it. So all your fingers are the same length. And because it's so dark, you don't have that depth perception oh, and you it know makes what? your hands I look kinda, like little paddles. I I've actually know done what this. About. I've actually done this, but not at night. Like I, you could do it anytime. I mean, I'm you can it do right it now. anytime with like one I'm, eye closed. I'm doing right? it right now. God, it's dude, weird. But weird it's, it's really easy to trick your brain at night. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe maybe there's kind of a, uh, what was that game? Was Like it? Jurassic Park T-Rex stuff where like if you don't move, <laughs> yeah. like you can't see you or something. Yeah, or you just don't know how far because I think maybe the, the tag component should be like grabbing the head grab and like putting in a bucket or something and that like takes them out of the game. Okay, how about <laughs> how about this? In order to move around as a head crab, you actually have to use. Your, remember when we were playing? Uh, oh, tabletop where you were tabletop like crawling and you, around. You had to like yes. crawl around on the table with Hell your yes. hands. That's that so should be cool. how. It, yes. So it'd be it would that would make it pretty easy for the Vortigaunt to just like walk up and grab them because yeah. it's like a it's like a ridiculous way to move around. Um, so and, <laughs> well, also you can jump because head crabs can jump, but that's yes. a risk reward because it'll move you faster, but it's like way more visible. Also, just like in the game, you go straight into like a physics, like ragdoll <laughs> yeah, jump. Yeah. And if you hit a, a wall. You... <laughs> 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 oh man, if you could kill it, accidentally kill yourself on a fan, that'd be so funny. <laughs> How about and you're this? just like, like your, your corpse is just hanging there swirling around like a turkey stuck to it. I, don't know I was actually thinking about the, um, the T-Rex movement thing. Imagine as as the Wait, Vortigon T Rex 
That's the, the Jurassic Park, like the Jurassic Park thing, where like you can only see, see when you move. move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were equating uh, the mobility of a head crab to a T Rex. No, uh, so you're the Vortigon, <laughs> and you imagine you actually... a T Rex trying to gr- drag itself around with its tiny little arms. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, Danish, for that. Yeah, anytime. Um, you're the Vortigon, and you actually have a little bit of like fog in your vision like you at great distances you can't see that well but if you move it like lights up you know so if you're close enough then you can see them even if they're not moving you can see them but when they're far away only movement shows up okay. through like this distance fog so get this this is this is real so there is something that the human body does called sensory adaptation which is where if the body receives a stimulus for an extended period of time, it'll just start to fade it out. Like it'll zone out that stimulus. Like if you have like white noise, like white noise. So this happens with every sense your body has. And that includes vision. So what your eye does, I can't even tell that I'm lonely anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, What your eye does to compensate is it twitches just very subtly to make sure that the, nerve endings in in your retina are constantly receiving something new because otherwise your vision would just go to noise. Like if you were to, um, you know, like put um, the classic example in psychology is, is to put white plastic spoons over your eyes and it just blots everything out and you start to kind of like, well, anyway, Um, but to compensate your eye does this. So yeah, the Vortigaunt has this one giant eye in the middle of his head. Maybe they don't have that system. So if you keep your head perfectly still the entire image just slowly goes to gray noise. Well, so unless uh, something moves. Well, I, I yeah, I think Danish, you were talking about the head crabs moving, right? And that yeah makes them more visible. But also, I do like, I do like the idea that the Vortigaunt's vision is better when he is also in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying he because it's a fucking alien. I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, because if if like. It could it could buy a player some kind of uh, like grace if they like fuck up a little bit, right? Because right. when you're in motion, it's maybe a little bit harder to actually notice little like motion discrepancies from other That's things. True. Um, so I, I do like that idea. I, I I I the only thing is like I don't want it to be miserable to be the Vortigaunt where it's like you just constantly can't yeah, see anything. True. I mean, to to Matt's point, like imagine the Vortigaunt didn't have any like uh, visual impairment at all like the game would still be fun and would work and there's a danger of piling too much on the vision thing you know what i mean that's that's fair because i think that even just trying to hide in boxes with no obstruction visual stuff it's still hard can be still hard you know yeah especially if there's enough stuff this, yeah. this is so that's, that's, into... a, that's a good point let's move on to like what what is the goal? Okay, the Vortigons want to eat the head crabs. Are the head crabs just trying to survive a certain amount of time? Or yeah. is there a goal that they have? I, I think was just imagining. Kill the Vortigons somehow? <laughs> like set up traps? I, I don't see That's it that way. I mean, okay, that maybe is like a more complex version. I, but I think at its simplest level, I want to keep the Vortigaunt gets full at 19 head crabs. So if you're the 20th head crab, he doesn't want to eat you and you win. Oh, oh, oh it's a battle royale. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! It's <laughs> a battle royale hide and seek. Uh, okay. I just want to note: it's just the opposite of was... battle royale because, like, you're not closing <laughs> right, right. in; you're just constantly hiding. You're just, just turtling. moving away. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is good. There's a lot more that I could 
I think we could all get into on this, but I kind of want to leave it as it is. One, because um, I have a pitch too, but but two, like I like actually want this to happen. Yeah, this is really good and simple. Yeah, it's so simple. It really is. I think you could. I mean, I don't want to say easily do it, but I think it's totally doable in Alex. I, I have a feature request for whoever ends up making this. If I'm a head crab and I'm under a bucket, and I, if I'm holding onto the bucket with my hands, oh, yes. I think that should like suction the bucket down a little bit. Okay. So well, like if the Vortigaun like... is just like sweeping his arm over a table, like it's harder for him to knock my bucket over just because oh, I, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. the idea that I'm like holding the bucket down on my, like those like those crabs that do that in the ocean. I yeah. think the other thing you could do is if you were in that bucket, maybe if you're like against whatever floor surface there is and you're holding onto the bucket, it does a suction, but you can lift yourself into the bucket. And then if he picks it up, there's just nothing <laughs> underneath and you're just hiding inside it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, somebody should definitely make Someone this. should make well, this. Well, I think that. Well, huh. Someone should mod this. Someone should mod this. Someone should mod this. Dan, should you have something you wanted to slide under the door? Yeah, I want to slide it in the door that if you shake the bucket, you, the crab falls out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so the Vortigons, they do. We're fucking. We can't get off this. The Vortigons <laughs> do have like electricity shock. So if they shock the object that you're in, oh. and it's maybe metal. that like drops you out. Yeah. But I mean, if it's right. metal. Yeah, so I mean, the, a bucket is metal, but a bucket is not going to be the only object in the game that you yeah. can. No, 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 no. Um, oh, shit. All right. They uh, also have telekinetic me- powers too, but. Oh. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So there's a million things you can do. If I can. <laughs> somebody, somebody, please make it. Yeah. Someone mod it. Okay, uh, Matt. What's your idea? Um. So my idea is more building off of the base game of Half Life, Alex, and um. I think I, I don't know if it was just me. Maybe maybe it's not. But like, there's a lot of things in Half Life, Alex because that game is so well thought out, right? Like a lot of things in that game work exactly how you think they should to the point where it's like. Oh, that is like that is a doorknob. This is how a doorknob works. I'm going to use mm-hmm. it. Like oh, a yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. and that's like just the only thing I could think of. But there's like a million things like that in the game. But it gets to the point where because 99% of the things work exactly how you expect them to, that 1% of things that are like kind of left behind are a little bit jarring. Like the yeah. beer um, bottle. Like the like the beer bottle? Did you guys see this videos on Highlight Reel? Oh, he's trying to has, pop the top off. Yeah, and he couldn't yeah. do it, so he throws it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, still, kind of stuff like that. But uh, my big thing, I, I might have mentioned it before on the podcast, is um, so the first time, well, early on using the pistol, I, I put a fresh magazine in the pistol, right? And then I cocked it. But it turned out that I still had one round left in the chamber that wasn't used. So I... I uh, like expelled a round that was a good round. Yeah. Um, and the the ammo economy in that game is such that I'm kind of like, oh shit, well, I kind of want I kind of want every bullet that I can get. And I so I ejected the clip again and I grabbed it and I grabbed the bullet. I could do that and I was trying to put the bullet back into the top of the <laughs> clip to like save it. And you can't do that. And I was like, yeah. oh man, what a what a like that was surprisingly disappointing to me despite that like it's one bullet it doesn't really matter that much but like everything else is like it felt like that would be the level that everything else in the game is at so mm-hmm. i would love a version of half-life alex where it is much more um uh like survival horror-y and much more about like crafting like maybe like maybe the story of the game is identical like if if somebody were to make this like the story is the same um the only thing you would mix up is like mechanics 
and maybe like enemy placement depending on how this goes but um really really that whole idea of crafting all your stuff like maybe harvesting things off of enemies to to craft like weird mods and stuff like we, we were just talking about a, a head crab riding on your back maybe if you maybe if you kill enough head crabs and like harvest their skins you could make a bigger backpack out of it oh that's um, good like mm. like the uh the resident evil 4 attache case like stuff like that like like really like moments in the game where you can stop set down all your stuff and sort of like like really try to uh optimize the way that you're you're using things and like maybe there's even benches where you can craft bullet like like could you could you save the spent shells of bullets and then bring them somewhere to to craft uh like new bullets out of that like so you're talking about half-life meets dead rising which is dead rising do well it's like half-life meets any survival game like this no, is well, dead, this is dead Alex... rising was like very specifically everything in the world oh everything mixes together right yeah. right that's true i think that's that's definitely more ridiculous than i was thinking sure i'm not against it i'm really i'm really <laughs> trying to get down to or like maybe that. like um gun club yeah. Right. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. Um, but you're using like a something, some makeshift gun stock to like you know, it's not like a gun stock lying around. Like you're you're fashioning it from a couple like broom handles or something. Yeah. Like like in 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 Alex, when you walk up to the upgrade machine, it says I I need thirty uh, resins. But mm-hmm. what if instead it was like I need like three wood objects and a metal right. object? Right. Oh, it's like. Uh, Minecraft esque. Yeah, Minecraft, um the Arcane Studios one in space. Prey? Prey, yeah. Like the crafting oh, yeah. where it's like very specific types of items, but it's it's still abstract. Yeah, it's still abstract and, and like it's it's obviously like magic, right? Like like right. wood doesn't like mold together like clay, but who cares? Um I mean it does for me. I don't know my god. <laughs> yeah, Jeff the accomplished woodsman. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what they call me, Jeff the Accomplished Woodsman. That's what it says at the top of my LinkedIn page. <laughs> video game, video game developer and accomplished woodsman. <laughs> I put woodsman first. Fuck it. Oh, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I, I would also, I would also think it would be cool to in in Alex when you need ammo, you like reach behind your back and it just grabs the appropriate ammo for whatever gun you're holding, which is fucking genius, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in in this version, I would want to reach behind my back, pull a backpack out, and actually have to like sort of like lay that out on the ground to see like all the stuff because I do want to incentivize the player to hoard materials, like mm-hmm. like hoard like you said like broomsticks or whatever because I might need more wood down there. or maybe it's a little more abstract where you 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 throw like wood objects into your bag or maybe and it just maybe like racked up a score. Dude, you know, just real quick as a side detour, if someone just made a mod that made your wrist bags like limitless, yeah, that would be hilarious. Well, I was I was thinking for this, and it it goes exactly in the same place as yours, Danish. Like just a magnetic utility belt that you can see like six objects on each side, and so you can kind of set your load out that way. So you have those things quickly. You don't have to rummage through your backpack every time. You know that like, okay, these three slots, I'm putting pistol ammo, then I have a grenade, then I have like a couple stim packs, and I'm keeping an extra little bug for the health station. Jeff, you ready for yeah. this? Yeah, I'm strand, ready. Strand game. <laughs> what, <laughs> if, what if you have a little, <laughs> what if you have a little levitating like cart behind you? Okay. 
that you can store all your shit in, like all of your like materials and stuff. And like I said, it's it's very uh uh what's the word? Uh sort of symbolic where if you put like wood objects in there, like they're not in there, but you have a Here, let me let me ask you something. Are companion cubes hollow? Oh. I would you see where I'm going with this? You could get a levitating companion cube. A little levitating companion cube. That way it's all in universe and you don't have to dip into some Kojima stuff. I'm into it. I mean, it's the same, whatever. It's the same function. It's the same function. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like a box and you can open up the box and it's like, it's like Mary Poppins purse. Everything you throw in there just like becomes stock. So, so what I'm getting, yeah, what I'm getting at is um, like everything in the Half-Life games is not everything, obviously, but like a, a lot of things are destructible or whatever. So if I walk up to a wooden shelves and fucking maybe we bring the goddamn crowbar back and you beat oh. the shit out of the shelf and it breaks all of the materials that pop out of that shelf you can store in your cart and yeah. i think this is this is interesting too because there's potential for like during combat sections uh your cart could be broken or destroyed or everything could just like get knocked out of it or something and you just have to spend time trying to get it back together and you can tell it to come with you or stop or whatever. So it's not giving your position away. Um, I like that. Oh, so giving it commands like is interesting. AI in that way. Yeah. Except, except it's not, it doesn't have like a, yeah, I don't want to do, I don't want to do escort <laughs> a little turret robot that pops out the top. A what? The little turret robot that pops out the top of the command. Oh, you computer. could upgrade the cart. Oh, that's good. I didn't think. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, long story short, I, I, I want a much more um, survival horror-y, crafting-based version, like even slower version of Alex where I have to really plan my stuff out. Like some of my favorite points in Resident Evil 4 were going into the attache case and just trying to optimize all the space in there. I love stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and I would really love to bring that into a VR game. So my, uh, well, someone should mod that. That's great. Yeah, someone should mod it. Um, my thing is not too different from both of your ideas, actually. So what I was going to suggest was, um, a mad dash to uncover items. So the thing you do a lot in Alex and the thing that we all kind of like are responding to is rummaging through things, Mm -hmm. right? It's just fun to pick up physics objects. It's fun to look through things. Instead of hide and seek, I was thinking, well, what if, um, it's a race to find resin? Like it's a multiplayer game. You're in a location and it's like supermarket sweep or something. Like you're just a mad dash throwing boxes like behind you, just rummaging through stuff as fast as you can to find resin. And then you like throw the resin to each other and you're kind of relaying it back to the vending machine or whatever. But it's almost like basically a MOBA where you are quickly trying to upgrade something, uh, whether it's a weapon or maybe it's like your um, base or something like that. Um that's the that's the beginning of it. I don't really know where to go from there. So but imagine, yeah, that would work very well for especially right now. Um, I think every every mod that you're going to see for a little bit, uh, not every mod, maybe, but like you know, most of them are going to be like horde based things. Yeah. So if it's like if if you're it, I, I like I like the idea that you're literally in a supermarket and you're looking for, <laughs> yeah. for resin just <laughs> because just because it's like easy to imagine yeah um, very much and so you're stuck in there maybe it's fucking like it's the mist and you're stuck in a supermarket oh, shit. Oh, yeah. and every once in a while like God, some weird monsters good. are gonna come out and you have yeah. to you know 
like scrap all your shit together, try to create some weapons so that you can defend against increasingly difficult hordes of monsters. I mean, that's Fortnite. That's about as world. simple as it gets. But yeah, the crafting. Yeah, component I mean, is the for- Yeah, the Fortnite. Like the um, the wave based thing is not very original. Like, I mean, neither is the MOBA thing, I guess. But that's why I was thinking more like player team versus team because it, it'd be a little bit more interesting. It's than- almost like an Easter egg hunt. Like that's exactly, what, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Um, but the mist idea is so strong yeah. that I wonder if there's a way we can put another twist on it instead of it just being like a kind of a standard horde mode. I mean, if you do... Okay, so one of the things about mist in, in any sort of... Uh, I don't want to call it like a bottle episode horror movie, but like, you know, super contained horror movie is yeah. the slow chipping away at the number of people that are there. It's kind of like a right. one life and that's it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if you play with that idea of limited life stock where like you are you, you have one life, and if you die, you die, and the whole game is to get through the night or whatever. This this is a very interesting dynamic that I don't think has ever been done in a video game um, where I'm imagining almost... <laughs> Almost like a battle royale version of this, where not not that many people, because even even in the mist, like how many people are in that uh, are in that think, supermarket? Like I a think dozen, it's like maybe yeah, yeah ten to twenty somewhere in there. Twenty, yeah, yeah, certainly not like a hundred people, right? But mm-hmm. like imagine imagine you you drop into a game with your friends, and it's like you know maybe it's maybe it, maybe it's a squad of three, and there can be up to twenty people total, and then you know it works out how that math doesn't work out. <laughs> and uh, um, that you kind of want to form plans with the other people, but I think one of the things that about those sorts of horror movies is like there's always fucking dirtbags. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it turns it's out in multiplayer games, there's also always <laughs> dirtbags. And Oh, it's good. So can you can we play off that dynamic where it's like you're kind of trying to work together but you're also like, man, if that team just fucking would die so they can get out of here and we can take all their supplies oh, and it's shit. Oh, so good. Okay, so how about this? So it's, um, it's like Werewolf meets um Five Nights at Freddy's or something like, not Five Nights at Freddy's. Um what is it? Uh Until Dawn. Oh, yeah, right. A little bit. Um, Okay, so this is what I was going to say. Like in the movie The Mist, they have to, like, a part of the group decides they got to go searching for other people. That should absolutely be an option. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so there's a, you're tethered and you're out there in the mist, whatever. Uh, They go to, like, the the, uh, pharmacy or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some location that they have to go to and there's, like, three options. You can go to the pharmacy, you can go to the bank, you can go somewhere else. And one of those things is the, like, the wind state and you don't know where it is. Maybe you're looking for something. And so there could be some arguments about, okay, now what about this group goes here? This group goes there. And there's only a certain number of people that can actually win. Like there's only room for seven people or six people out of the 20. There's there, so, there could be like a, like a car or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that a car to, to drive this is, away. This is super interesting because let's say like, um, Okay, so let, let's say there's seven So it's actually like of, Friday the 13th, three. Uh, yeah. the, the multiplayer game. Yeah, um, but like this interaction you could get where, okay, um, nobody's going to send an entire three-man squad to one location because they would just fucking leave and that would be it. So they would break it up, right? Like you'd put one person from like four different squads and they're going to go to the pharmacy. But like while they're there, they could totally be like, okay, look, 
there are three other squads back there that aren't represented here. Like, if we find something, let's not say anything and then just quietly leave with our squads. You know what I mean? Like, you have those kinds of things. This is actually, uh, I totally forgot about this. I pitched, um, like, the Uneasy Alliance game. Yeah. Like, a year ago. this This is is a better version than what we This is, like, a way better version. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Um, the one th- I was I was trying to think it through like some mechanics and like trying to uh, translate some of those horror movie tropes I guess into this game and one of the things I thought of was like in Left for Dead if if one of your if one of the players dies and then you progress far enough you can find them in a safe room and yeah. like, extract them and uh, I really like that Left for Dead mod for Half Life Alex absolutely sure. Um, Easy, easy win there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super Boom, easy four win. pitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was thinking is like, since since we're going with like this kind of small squad based, making up a large squad thing. Like, if somebody in my squad dies, uh, you can just like resurrect them on the like you get to their body and you resurrect them, right? Yeah. Um, if you can't do that and then they die, maybe then the goal is after you survive the next wave or whatever. Um, however, I, however we're handling that part, um, you then get a notification that, uh, oh, maybe you have walkie talkies. That'd be cool. And, mm-hmm. um, you can sort of like signal that you have respawned some, I mean, like you're talking over voice, but I, I mean more like, uh, the walkie talkie is more of an in-game device for being like, okay, it's, it's ready. Like a new survivor is out there. This new survivor is actually the person who died. So you then have the option of going out and searching for them to essentially respawn them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so they're actually a different character, but they're the same player. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's just yeah, a way right. to get the player back into the game so that like if one of your people dies, they're not just completely fucked, right? They're right. not just like watching you play. And like that's something Well, not only that, but a two-person squad is not going to fare well in that uneasy alliance dynamics. Or How about let's let's add an extra wrinkle. If that happens, we make it like the thing where they could have a window pop up on their screen saying like, by the way, you're actually part of the, you know, bad oh, guys shit. now. When you start and, this, one yeah. person should totally get that on their screen. And like, they can tell their squad, they can not tell their squad. Like, I like, right. I like it. I like on death. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we're seeing people dying often um, or fairly often to make sure that there's, cause otherwise it's just like, Oh, he died. Like, let's just ostracize him for the rest of the match. Cause he's the only one that's going to die. You know what I mean? Like, right. There has to be a number. Like you have to, you have to save some people because you need them for something. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's gotta I, be like I, no, puzzles I mean, where you need multiple people. This is sort of turning into a weird, like social experiment. And I think, <laughs> yeah. and I think in this case, like the incentive to bring your boy back is that he's your boy. Yeah. Right. Like, like if the sure. three of us are playing, if the three of us are playing, right. And yeah. it's the three of us and there's a bunch of other people and some of them are assholes and some of them are cool. And then Jeff dies. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm fucking single. I mind. would. You're right. It's, uh, <laughs> Jeff dies because he just wouldn't stay away from the front door. It's now like on us to be like, okay, it's now a two person squad. And we're sort of just like Jeff said, you're sort of ostracized from everybody else now. Cause maybe you're weaker. So right. we can be like, all right, we're going to try to go out and find our guy. So that we can one so help I, more. I and like that. Happens, I, I like right? that a lot, and oh, I think if good. that if if we do that, then we should not do the uh, potential betrayer thing on death because I like the scenario painted. Well, and it's um, 
uh, in the mist, I, I want to call her Carol, but that one mother who's like so worried about her kids that she eventually leaves halfway through movie's been out for a decade or whatever. Spoiler alert. She finds her kids. She survives like that thing is interesting, right? Like she goes out because she's all alone and she feels like she's not part of the group. So she ventures on her own without the safety net of others, but she ends up like winning. Like she's the only, I think that's, I think that's cool. I think I like that idea of like, I'm just, I decided to play with randos and I was like, whatever, man, I'm, I'm going to be on my own. And in fact, that's going to happen. Even if we all played together, there's probably going to be one guy that just decided to log on, you know, and play by himself. Oh, totally. And he's going to be the loner. And that totally works. Like it, it creates a good tapestry of types of players. So yeah. one last thing. I don't I don't really want to abandon uh the turning somebody into a zombie. So what if it's like sure. if uh let's let's say let's say I'm in that situation where I load into a random game and it matches it match makes me with a random squad and those guys are douchebags. So mm-hmm. if I die they they're like we're not going to come get you or whatever. Mm-hmm. After like maybe 5 minutes or so, it gives me the option to turn into uh, a zombie or a monster or whatever, and then try right. to go extract my vengeance That's on them. Good. Guys, That's good. <laughs> I got I got something crazy. What if there's some disease or sickness or psychedelic hallucinogen that's like part of this disaster? And so what it does is it causes you to see people with head crabs on them, but there are actually people with head crabs in the group, and so you're not sure which ones are real or which ones aren't. Well, <laughs> it's like Spec Ops: The Line meets Half Life. <laughs> yeah. I I love that, but like I'm also imagining like you're you're just like it's it's like downtime between waves or whatever, and you're just like in the middle of the uh, supermarket, and there's just somebody casually walking down the aisle with a head crab on. Yeah, there's there's like, like oh cl- shit. clearly they're not <laughs> like you see you see four of them. And so you're not sure if you're infected with the hallucinogen or if you have like the seeing ability and can tell. Uh, yeah, I that that's more like a werewolf mechanic kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little werewolfy. Um, I don't and know. It, I think it, it might have a place. I don't know. How it it also it's 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 easy to break if you like. Hey, do you guys? I mean, it's a cool thing to say, like, right? Because you you go hey, around you and see say, that like, the one person in common that you have is like, oh, they're obviously the one with the head crap. What if yeah. what if if you've been out in the mist too long? searching you can start hallucinating oh yeah, yeah. so that's that cool. so that way one you're out in the mist so your visibility's low so then you could potentially make that mistake and that's crazy because you would come back and you'd like see things and so you might like attack a store shelf because you see a head crab on it yeah but nobody or, else does and they just think you're nuts or you might come back and see all of the players as zombies and not realize that they're players at all oh that's good so you and just start, start firing like, on them you're just fucking you're 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 a crazy person. Yes. Yeah, like, oh man, Matt went insane out in the fog. <laughs> I could. Yeah. Okay. I love this. All right. That's it's good. Well, yeah. Someone should mod Someone this. Someone should mod that. Before we go, who's got some recs? I got a whole week ahead of me of pandemic. Yeah, we want to start doing some recommendations at the ep- end of the episode before we wrap up. Um, I think it'll be a good thing to uh, you know uh, share some interesting online finds or interesting videos or cool activities to do. So. so- this one trampolines. Yeah, trampolines. No. <laughs> uh, this one might be might be out of reach for some people, but if you're able and can afford it, a lot of restaurants are doing meal kits where you can get their recipes from your favorite restaurants and then just make them at home with your family. And I think that's fucking awesome. We, we're doing um, 
we're doing some taco stuff from one of our favorite restaurants and we're getting like a cookie dough and stuff and we're going to do the whole thing up. That's pretty cool. I have heard of this actually. I don't know if anyone near us is doing that. It's something that we're looking into though. It's a cool idea. Uh, I have a, I have a weird one. I don't know if this is like a good recommendation because it's only going to give you like a, a minute and 26 seconds of something to do. <laughs> hey, look, any second counts. <laughs> Every second counts. Okay. It's, it's worth looking into from a, a weirdly like academic point of view. And I, I'll, although I don't know what purpose this serves. Okay. There is a, there is a trailer for a, this is so fucking weird. Not a left field. Um, it's, it's for uh Gran Turismo sport, which I just bought because I found out some things that enticed me. Um, not that cryptic yeah, yeah i know i just don't want i don't want to get into <laughs> no, it i know it's the end of the yeah. episode um but they released a trailer for a new car that's releasing called the mazda rx vision and i guess it's like a concept car and like that's all whatever the thing about this trailer though is they the the way it's shot and the way uh the the music choice that they used for it is creates one of the coolest moods I've ever seen in any video game trailer. Like the the way like the way this trailer plays out, it's like it's like it's like a character reveal trailer for like the most badass like boss character. Like I don't know. There's something about this trailer that I think is like really cool and well done and like a little more effort or thought than it I needed guess. to. Yeah, yeah that sounds it's that I don't know. Cool. There's something I'll like watch that. Yeah, check it out. Like it's I don't know, it's it's a really cool vibe. What should I what should I search for? Uh just look for the uh the Gran Turismo TV YouTube channel and it's the, okay. it's the, it's the Mazda. It's like a it's like a red car. It's got a it's it's a cool shape. Just yeah, check it out. Cool. Um I got one quick one. Uh it's a YouTube rabbit hole that I've gone down every night. Like this is my bedtime viewing like I'm in bed watch it for half an hour and go to sleep. It's a British um, game show, I guess, called Would I Lie to You? And it's a bunch of British comedians. Um, David Mitchell, who's from Mitchell and Webb, they, they're a great oh, yeah. comic duo. Um, the whole premise of the show is that each comedian is given, like, in each round, they're given a card and they read a statement like... Um, I uh, have a feud with my neighbor and we send cabbages to each other or something like that <laughs> or some weird thing or like uh, I've worn the same underwear since I was, you know, 12 years old or some ridiculous statement. And then the other team has to like really probe them and ask questions and determine whether that statement is true or false. And it's like maybe 30% true, you know, 70% false, but it's always ridiculous and it's like it's really funny to see these comedians like try to improv and like sell these ridiculous <laughs> claims. Um, so it's called "Would I Lie to You." It's very very funny. That sounds great. You can watch full episodes on YouTube, but better than that, they have just compilations of like the funniest parts. And so that's what I usually watch. I'll just do like best of "Would I Lie to You" and then just watch it. They're like many of them. They're like hours long, and I just watch half an hour here and there. So it's a good one. Really funny, uh, quick digestible sort of like fluffy entertainment that's exactly what that's i awesome. need right now i'm gonna check that out yeah all right cool well that'll do it for this week's episode of someone should make this thanks for listening you can tweet at us at, at make this podcast uh and please give us a rating on itunes and if you have any comments a game idea of your own or think one of our ideas already exists please email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. Until next week, 
We've done the hard part. Now, now someone, someone should make, make it. it. No. <laughs> now someone should make it.